Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Friends, the first and third Saturday of each month where we show up and share a cup of coffee together and uh, help you get uh, from where you are to where you want to be in, you know, either personally or professionally, whether that's a job transition, a career pivot, or, you know, just looking for the edge in your business to ignite your team, engage your team, and retain your team. Uh, we're your hosts, George Murray and Eric Harkins. I'm filling in for Phil during his absence this week. Uh, we're really glad that you're joining us this morning. Uh, we encourage you to use the chat function for questions. We're going to get to as many of those as you can. And uh, George, it's great to see you again. And uh, happy Saturday. Hey, Eric. I appreciate you sitting in. Um, we want to uh, thank our viewers um, joining us on early on a Saturday. If you are watching this live, we are live uh, on LinkedIn Live, YouTube Live, and Facebook Live. But if you're watching this from a pre-record on one of the podcast platforms like iHeartRadio or Spotify, just hit the subscribe button for upcoming shows. Awesome. Well, today we're talking about career pivots and kind of asking the question, is there a certain point that you might be too old? Uh, a recent Indeed.com article said that a career change at 50 years of age can increase your peace of mind, your passion, and activity levels. And if your uh, current career doesn't really satisfy you, you know, changing fields can be an awesome way to provide new challenges, new relationships that will boost your work uh, and your work satisfaction, right? It's important, however, to know uh, that uh, to make a switch ensure that you get the right desired results and, and be clear about what it is that you're looking to accomplish. But before we start, uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Global HR Research. They are better by every measure as highlighted in their three pillars, better data, better technology, and better teams. They're 100% US based. They have proprietary technology, plus a team that's committed to customer service. Thank you, Global HR. Yeah, uh, George, I'm just curious. Let's kick this off. Uh, uh, have you ever thought about, a, you know, considered a career pivot and uh, or do you know anyone that has? Well, I get, I'm definitely you and I between us. We've known a few and I can tell you that I met a few folks. And I think the last couple of years I have found more people looking to make a pivot. Right. Um, not necessarily what they want to do. They just don't know what they want to do yet, but they may have been doing a job for the last 15 years. And given the, the current situation and the economy and life and everything's given them an opportunity to really slow down and say, this is not the roadmap I want to be on. Right. So um, then it's given them some time to really reflect. The folks that I've seen do well at career pivots, uh, they start with a great plan. They outline um, their whole career, you know, the things that are good, the things that motivate them, things that are, um, you know, and make sure that the things that they don't, they kind of put them in a corner so that they don't get cut with those as they're deciding those. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, one of the people that I make sure we always have a subject matter expert that can actually go into a little bit more detail, and I want to welcome to the show, is Maureen O'Malley. Rafus. She is a president CEO of Career Partners International Twin Cities. Welcome to the show. Good morning, George. Good morning, Eric. Thank you for having me this morning. Yeah. Hey, it's great to see you, Marine. Yeah. And 
uh, we had the the benefit of having lunch together not too long ago yeah. and ran in, into each other a couple times since then. It's always great. Uh, love your energy and you're definitely a subject matter expert in this space. So I'm going to start with the first uh, question to you. You know, for those contemplating a career pivot, you know, what are some of the first things you think people should consider? Well, first of all, you know, it's really important to understand there is a just a little bit of a distinction between a career pivot and a career change. Yeah. I personally made a career pivot. My husband made a career change. And there are differences there that I like to point out. In a career change, oftentimes you're going to have to go back to school, maybe get new education. In my husband's case, he moved from being a research scientist um, to becoming a chemistry teacher, which required that he went back, despite having a PhD, to get a master's in education. So yeah. with so that is a real career change. It was very intentional. A career pivot is taking the kind of that skills, knowledge, and experiences and kind of leveraging in, in a different way to go down a different path. So think about it from a like a basketball player when you kind of they pivot and the ball's going to go this way versus kind of going on to a totally different court. Right. So the first step that's really important is really self-reflection and assessment. And it's, you know, it's really important to take that time Think of what George pointed out. What are you good at? What do you like? What do you not like? Right. Um, and so it's one thing that we, we do here at Career uh, Partners is we take a deep dive into assessments. And because we have psychologists, we have the ability to access a lot of very powerful career tools. However, there's a really good tool that I want to encourage anyone considering a change to look at. And it's called ONET. And it's ONET online.org. It is a great free resource. And there's a lot of free resources out there. This is a great, very credible resource. We actually encourage our candidates, even though they have access to other assessments, to yeah. look at that, to look at the database, get some areas of interest, and kind of do some homework, not only about kind of what you're good at, but what is this world available to you? So it's really important that first that first step of stopping, pausing, assessing yeah. and just really taking some time. And this, that's the hardest part is to really kind of get direction and understanding which, where you want to go. Right. Hey, Marie, how, how much does fear play a part in those thinking about changing direction and how can they overcome those fears? Yeah, it's, you know, obviously fear, it's part, it's because of it's the unknown, right? I'm really good at something. What if I'm not? What if I'm failing? You've got that gremlin on your shoulder here. And the gremlin is saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. So fear is a big factor. Yeah. So one of the best ways to overcome that is to kind of go back to kind of your assessments, identify your potential avenues, have a plan and do your research. The one thing that people fail to really think about is, <clears throat> How do I explore the job in a way that provides me the information I need? We really encourage people to do some exploratory interviews. If you're thinking you want to become a whatever, find people in that space. Take them, take them for coffee. Ask them what do they like? How did they get in there? And start to do, again, your research to better understand. It's less intimidating when you have some um, when you know what you're doing, right? So if you're gonna, I had a client who moved into a totally different field, did require and go back to, to work or back to school. So it was more of a career change. And she didn't jump into it lightly because she had to go back and get a master's. It was a huge investment. Right. But she spent about six months talking to people in the new field, understanding it, making connections, 
into what ultimately would be a future employer, but also into the graduate programs that she was looking at. She did some shadowing so that she could understand, is this really what I want to do? And then when she was ready, she was able to say, I've got this. I've done my homework. I've prepared. I can do it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I love uh, the story of your husband that you shared, because I think one, one of my favorite quotes by George Eliot is, you're never too old to be what you might have been. Right. And, and I just I use it a lot in, in my engagements and in my speaking because it's such a powerful message, you know, whether you're going from, uh, you know, Fortune 500 business world to being a teacher or whatever that might be. You're never too old to be what you might have been. So hopefully our listeners can uh, have that ringing in their head as they're doing that planning and thinking about it. But I'm curious from your perspective you know, are there signs? I mean, when you meet with somebody, it's pretty obvious that, hey, it, it, it's time for a pivot or a change. And yeah. if there are signs, you know, what are they or, or how can you tell? Yeah. So first of all, we do career transition work. So we have a lot of people who are, might have been thrust into change, right? They lose their job. But we also have people who come to us who are just at that point where I feel lost. And I think when you start to feel this burnout, right, and you have to start to say, Wow, I don't have the energy. Now, a lot of us lost the energy through the pandemic. We all started reflecting. But if it's this nagging feeling and it's not going away and you're healthy, you know, I, we always check in with people when they come and they say, I need to make a change. I'm not a psychologist, but we also know when someone, is this really something or, or should we be saying, hey, have you checked in with your doctor? So that's the first thing is yeah. burnout is not the same as maybe depression or other things, but you're you're not enjoying the work. You're not wanting to get up. You don't really want to go on this path. <clears throat> so when we have, when we work with people, whether they be thrust into it through a layoff or come to us directly, we really probe those questions. What is it that is make? What is it that you enjoy? What is it you don't enjoy? Sometimes we'll find out it might be the situation. It might be the organization. Maybe they love the work they do, but they're in a bad system, or the system has kind of not giving them what it used to. You know, it could very well be. Things have changed. And so sometimes when we explore this, it's really not so much the job itself or the duties or kind of your, what your responsibilities are, but sometimes it's just needing to kind of find a new home. But for those that it's really like, no, I, you know, I'm an accountant. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just making that up. Um, I need to be more involved uh, with individuals and, and people and things like that. And we have had individuals. Um, I had a client a couple of years ago um, who was more of a, he was an engineer and his personality was very gregarious, very outgoing. And he said, I became an engineer because my dad wanted me to begin an engineer because everybody in my family is an engineer. He's been right. doing engineering for 20 years. Yeah. And he just couldn't do it anymore. That is when it's time for a career change. <laughs> um, not just a pivot. It was a change because he went, you know, we all, a lot of times were influenced by our parents. So right. that was a case where we really explored it. He had a lot of things to consider, such as income, needing to go back to school. How do we kind of go that in a direction? And we were able to kind of pivot him versus career change and recareering into kind of leveraging that technical skills and kind of moving him towards technical sales, which he had never considered. And then he actually had moved. So it's kind of was a related. So that's kind of a pivot. You've got that technical background. In some cases, people would think that's a natural extension. But a lot of engineers do not want to do sales or not good at it. So that's an example where it was very clear he was not going to go on to be. A, he was had been an engineering manager, was kind of tired of leading people, just tired of the administrative. He was not having fun. Right. What he was doing was not fulfilling and moving him, guiding him toward a 
really a pivot into sales. He's flourishing, loves it, and um, is very thankful that we kind of helped him rethink that, unpack it all that. What is it that is going to make you happy? Right. Hey, Maureen, all the all the people that you're helping and they're choosing a, a, a career pivot, is there a specific age where it becomes more of a struggle or more difficult than any other age? Like, you know, don't think about a career pivot after 65. Um, what I what we see is two things. We have early career people who are kind of un, unencumbered by life. They are able to make career pivots pretty easily. And when I say that, they may or may not have mortgages. They may or may not be married or have a family. It's easier when you don't have other constraints. <clears throat> what we see is people who are kind of in that thick of, you know, kind of work, life, raising family, financial obligations. They are in a situation where they are would struggle to be able to provide for their families and loved ones. Actually, that is the age group that is harder to kind of really make a career change because it's, and it's the financial constraints. What we see with a lot of older workers, 50 plus, is they're kind of done with that heavy demands. Uh, you know, again, if you have family, taking, raising children, sending them to college, they may have had some, you know, they may be financially set, but they're also at a point where they can say, you know what, I can do this. We see a lot of people at 60, 50 plus, doing a change. We are actually retirement coaches as well. And what we do tell people is you're not retiring. You need to retire into something. And oftentimes it is a second career, yeah. maybe not full time, but it is something we see all the time. So yes, you are never too old. What didn't, wasn't, uh, yeah. So you're never too old to do something that you love. Yeah. And, you know, I think a theme, if I think of the conversations I've had with people in the last few years, it seems like a theme is, you know, some version of, you know, I just want to look forward to going to work again. Right. Yes. And, and your story about the engineer was interesting. I, I remember specifically sitting with a CFO and he said, Eric, I've been in finance for 18 years. <laughs> I don't really like finance. <laughs> and so I'm wondering, is there, you know, is there something, uh, you know, what have you found that really motivates somebody to consider a career pivot? And when you think about successful pivots that you've seen, you know, can you share an experience that sticks out to you maybe? Yeah. <clears throat> so a successful career pivot comes back to some of that reflection, right? We do, as we see, we do a lot of the inventories and we try to find out what is it that gets their kind of excitement going, right? So usually it's going to be passion and purpose of the two things that are going to drive somebody towards to finally take that to make that change. Yeah. And again, sometimes people might have a side hustle and that's a great sometimes way to start making kind of uh, forays into that, kind of having your little side hustle and uh, starting to say, hey, can I play with this while I'm still working in my career as long as it's not distracting? And that's oftentimes how people will start to kind of tiptoe through that, right? But it, oftentimes it's the passion around something that maybe they did as, as a youth. I had a, one individual started out in psychology, didn't have the money to go to grad school for social work or psychology at the time, ended up um, going into human resources. Her company then sponsored her uh, master's in human resources. So she was kind of using psychology skills, but realistically, and coming out of human resources, I can tell you it was not fulfilling for her. Yeah. And so at the age of 54, 
She looked at her husband and said, I want to go back and I want to be a therapist, but I'm too old. And her husband said, you know what? It's two years. Yes, it's going to set us back a little financially, but two years from now, you will be two years older. And if you don't do this, you'll still have this gnawing feeling like I need to do it. She is now in her 60s, has a vibrant mental health practice and has never been happier. That's great. That is great. Marie, uh, uh, pivots ha- um, have up to recently been in parallel with folks hitting the mid fork in their lives. Have you seen a trend happening earlier um, for the earlier folks, maybe in younger careers? If so, what do you think about them? Are they more aggressive in that career pivot? I would say, <clears throat> as I, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, I think people who are earlier in their career, they're a little more aggressive because there's a lot more information and knowledge. When I started, you started in a job and you stayed in that job. You didn't have as many opportunities. The world of work has vastly changed. There are so many roles that 20 years ago did not exist. So you even think about the emergence of like data, data analytics. Nobody was talking big data 10 years ago. It was, what is that, right? So you think about that. There's just so much more information, so much more ways to explore careers. And so, yes, people who are earlier in their career, sometimes before, again, they get kind of other life encumberments um, holding them back a little bit, are more apt to make a career change early and faster and more of them. Awesome. Well, I know we're uh, we're coming close to the end, but one more question maybe, or maybe a couple more questions. Such a fun conversation to have. So we've got our assessment. We've got our plan outlined. Uh, how about rebranding, right? We've made the, mm. made the decision to do it. Now, how, how do we start to tell our network about this? Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> so what I always kind of go back to the brand is your authentic self, right? So who you are as a person is what you bring to and that energy to your new career, right? So if you're a um, strategic leader empowering others to get the job done, right? That might be your brand. And you can say, you know what? And I did that as a CHRO And now I uh, can take that energy and I can help you. And again, so it's a way of saying, how does my past inform my future? This is who I am as a person. And because I'm strategic, I can can problem solve. uh, The industries I'm looking to go into are whatever they are and say, so how I see my skill sets fitting into this new industry. And again, you've done your homework and you can start talking the language of that industry. You're able to say, I've, you know, after talking to people in the industry, I see how my leadership skills or my technical skills can be util- utilized to help move this organization or this industry along. So it's about weaving your story with who you are as your authentic self and being very clear about how your past is relevant for your future and giving very specific examples because you've done your homework. You understand the industry, you've met with people, and you can really have a compelling um, story about why. And you can also then tell the story of your journey, right? And the people are going to say, wow, this person has really done their homework. They really are excited about this. They are dedicated to making this change. And you're going to find people that are very helpful. And they want, if they love their career, they want people to know about it. They want people yeah. to join them in their career. So oftentimes when you see a motivated person wanting to move into a different space, uh, people in that space are saying, hey, this is great. We've got someone who's very excited and I want to help them. Yeah, absolutely. 
Hey, Maureen, in closing, are there any other things you would like to share with the viewers that you feel we didn't cover? Well, I think everyone at some point in their career or their or journey in, uh, is going to face this time. There's very few people who start with a company and stay with a company. Those days are gone. So we are all going to face this sometime. So it's not too early to start thinking about, you know, where might my career go to be very intentional about your career and to keep learning. The biggest debt, the biggest uh, thing that's going to hold you back from making a change is by not staying current and relevant as new uh, careers pop up, new industries, explore them. You might get a certification. You might just get curious about, well, what is this, right? right. So you're just going to be better prepared to understand the world of work, to understand the avenues that it can take you and to figure out down the road, because 10 years from now, we're going to have jobs we can't even imagine today, right? So right. be prepared. Find out what's happening, right? Just stay in tune. Um, as I already tell my kids, because I joke with them, Sometimes reading the business section is a good idea. Again, I'm old school. I do get I get the online version, but I get a paper version because you hear about all this wonderful stuff that's happening yeah. and you get a deeper dive. And it's just always about getting curious and staying current. Yeah, I think that's uh, great advice. And, and Maureen, thank you for joining us today and sharing your uh, your wisdom and uh, really some some great takeaways on a career pivot or career change. So really, we appreciate your uh, your time and sharing that with us today. Well, thank you both. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you, Maureen. Great to see you. Yeah. So we want to thank Marie again uh, for joining us. And if you guys are having problems, challenges, either A, looking for career pivot help, support, or you're looking for talent, I suggest reaching out to Maureen uh, for more information, either through her email or LinkedIn uh, above. And then the next slide, I uh, just wanted to let everybody know, um, over the last probably five or six weeks, I've uh, been kind of contemplating, and the Coffee with George and Phil show is uh, coming to an end. So uh, December 3rd will be our last show. We do plan to have, hopefully, Phil back uh, for, a, for a bit, and all of the speakers uh, as many as we can fit on on the platform here, but just to kind of go over some memories, what the show did for folks, what some of the things that you would have hoped the show did for you and didn't, um, and then what what's life going to be looking like for the next six months. But uh, we do believe, or at least I believe, the show has really ran its course. Well, uh, George, let me say on behalf of, I know a lot of people, uh, thank you for what you've put together uh, the last couple of three years. And I know I've been able to be part of it a couple of different times. And thank you for letting me uh, co-host this morning. Our next show is uh, November 19th. We're going to be talking about portfolio careers. Where do I start? So till then, uh, we uh, till the next show, obviously, we want to wish our viewers great weekend, great week ahead. And uh, another thank you to you, George, and, and sorry to hear that it's coming to a close on December 3rd, but I'll be back on November 19th and look forward to uh, co-hosting with you again.